Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about, well, basically how to protect your home from a home invasion. And what I mean is by how can we look a little uninviting or, you know, try and avoid a little trouble. I watch, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of that uh, guy in the uh, pink shirt there, uh, McClowski. Is that his name, Kevin? Yeah, I think that I think that's it. And uh, McClowski there who... Uh, you know, was standing out on his front porch with the AR-15 and, you know, looking all ridiculous, I guess is the word I'd use. Um, his, his pink polo and his, his uh, oh, Jesus, his the way his wife was handling that handgun. And flagging him all the time. You know, that's, that's when you point the gun at your, yeah. Yeah, it just enraged me. The way she was holding it with her hand on her hip and just like casually, like, Hey, uh, holding it with a limp wrist with her yeah. finger on the trigger. I'm yeah, like, no, no trigger discipline. Don't, don't do that. You, you, you look like, guy. you look like a fool and you're not making people, you're not, you're not making people less interested in what's going on at your house. The whole don't, idea is to discourage people from coming around. And now you're putting on a fucking show for everybody. Mm-hmm. You're inviting and looking like a target, you know, whereas yeah. people, yeah, hold I'm those guns sure just like that inside your house. There you go. I'm not sure those people would have passed by if they didn't come out. And the details are not exactly clear as far as, you know, how it transpired. Were the people walking up to their house or were they just going by unassuming? You know, nobody knows. Um, right. The video is all questionable because the video is from after the fact, you know, after it's already started. You, you don't right. see them come out of the house because there's a problem. We just yeah. see it outside. So I don't really know. I mean, I, I know that they look like idiots. I know that she flags them all the time. 
I know that she has no trigger discipline. I know that he's a little bit better with this gun, but not much. And, you know, but, and I guess from what I heard, I guess they're off the hook and not really in trouble anymore. They, uh, they came and took away a gun at first. And then I think they, uh, the federal well, you government shouldn't be, stepped in. Yeah, you shouldn't be, they shouldn't be in trouble. They should just not be stupid. You right. know, if you're, if you're trying to keep people out of your house and keep yourself safe, then stay in the fucking house with the gun. Right. Well, I guess the city, this is St. Louis, which actually you might be a little familiar with. I don't know if you were neighbors with these people. Did yeah, you no, live I in know. the house next door or how'd that work? I know these people. I don't know these exact people, but I know people exactly like them. And let me tell you, St. Louis is 95% black people and 5% people that are just like these people living in big mansions with, with firearms and pink polos. With a gate to keep the black people out. Right, right. Yeah, that, that sounds and right. In St. Louis, uh, they just they just hand out guns. Like you, you know, you turn you turn twelve and you get issued your first shotgun in St. Louis. It's just, you know, the whole state of Missouri is like that. It's just, you know, free for all. Which I love that shit. But, you know, that doesn't that doesn't mean that you should act like a fool. So basically I guess what happened is this crazy I want to say attorney general, something, whatever she is for the city. She's maybe the district attorney. That's what I want to say. She comes out there and she's like, people, it sounds like she's just, I don't know. I mean, she is a black lady, so maybe she's sticking up for things or whatever. But you kind of get the impression that she's just like really placating to her voter base and that kind of thing. I mean, that's how I felt. But what do I know? But. Bottom line, she's like, well, people need to feel the right to protest and not be threatened. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean they need they have the right to protest on your front lawn. Now, again, if these people are in the street and you come out waving a gun at them, well, I don't know. I mean, I know in the state where I am, well, yeah, you can't really wave a gun at somebody, but <laughs> you yeah, you know that you might get shot if you walk on somebody's lawn, you know? I mean, that's a thing here. And right. that should be a thing in America. You know, that's that's how it should be. But Well, I will tell you this. When I lived in St. Louis, now I'm not talking about the state of Missouri. I'm talking about the city of St. Louis. Okay. I never felt like I was outside, outside of my vehicle in St. Louis and that I potentially wasn't going to get shot. St. So Louis you didn't is feel safe anywhere. No, you're not safe any place in the city of St. Louis. Like, you know, if I could recommend solid life advice to anybody that's listening to this this podcast, I would say just don't go to St. Louis. (laughs) So what you're saying. the most violent city in the United States for, I think, four years running now. So just just don't go there. All right. So what you're saying is if you're out in a protest in St. Louis, you should feel threatened like you might get shot or – if you're going to 7-Eleven to get gas, you should feel threatened like you might get shot. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Now that makes more sense. So mm-hmm. anyway, this lady's like, well, this is unacceptable. And somehow I, it's not clear to me because they said they weren't charged with anything. Now, you guys may have read different articles than I did. And, you know, who knows? Somehow the way media reporting is these days my understanding is I click on these articles from like major news sources, you know, it'll be New York times or CNN or Fox or right. any of them. It doesn't matter whether they're left leaning or right leaning. Somehow they have these internet news stories 
that are a paragraph long. And I'm like, right. when did we go to news stories being a paragraph? And so what I find is I end up, if any topic interests me, I have to read eight different stories to piece together any semblance of facts. And right. And even that, you don't know. And I'm not saying because they all contradict. Um, it's because they only give you so much information in each one because nobody knows how to report a story or do detail. You know, it's funny. When I was a kid, I used to like uh, we'd have to do these like current event articles in like seventh grade or eighth grade or maybe a fourth grade. I don't really know. But I used to like uh, Time magazine because they would have these short summaries of facts and that would be the whole article instead of all the bullshit. And right. so you'd have like, it'd be like six paragraphs. And I'd be like, cool, I don't have to read like, because in the newspaper, they'd be, you know, a page of shit. And you're like, I don't fucking care. Right. And whatever, but I could get right to the point. Now, they've cut it to where it's, you know, a fifth of that in these articles. And it's ridiculous. You know, they just cut it down to nothing. And right. It's it's unbelievable to me, you know, what they pass for as ju- journalism and that kind of thing, because you really cannot get any information. You just get the little slant that they want to tell you. And I'm not even so pissed off about the bias. There's always been bias and, and that's always been a thing, but they don't give you any information. So you can't create an opinion of your own, you know, because right. there's nothing there. Um, so anyway, bottom line, she said some stuff. But then I guess somehow the federal government, uh, maybe a higher uh, federal court came in and said, hey, you know, uh, you can't do that without charging them. And, you know, you have to have evidence and shit like that. And I guess there was no real crime committed. So they backed off it. But I'm not really clear. I guess the guy's an attorney. He comes across as a douche when you hear him speak. But, you know, this is America. You're allowed to be a douche if you want. You know, that's up to you. That's if, completely reasonable behavior. If you want to fly the KKK flag in your front lawn, that's you. But, you know, you get the consequences and the sneers and the whatever. You know, you're allowed to be a douche. This is America. But, yeah. you know, but I mean, like, that, I mean, the whole goddamn country is based on the fact that you're allowed to be a douche when you want to be a douche. Right. That's, if, that's the whole country. If is you wanna, in, in my America, if you want to have a bakery that says, you know, we hate gay people in the window. That's up to you. But on the flip side, if everybody in America is like, hey, that guy's a douche. I ain't letting him make my cake. That's good, right. too. That's how the world should work, you know, in in right. my humble, badass American opinion. Mm-hmm. So now that we've got that off my chest and we are ready to uh, actually discuss some things about how you might prevent problems. Now. That's like a perfect example of what not to do. So I understand, you know what, if they're going from house to house, they're kicking in the door, they're throwing shit on the floor and then throwing Motov cocktails in there. And, uh, you know, then I, I guess that being outside with the gun was the right call, you know? So I didn't see the last seven houses prior. However, Seeing as that everybody's trying to defend these people, I assume that would have been in the news if that was actually happening. Right. And I don't believe that was happening. So stepping out with the guns was not a good call, if that's the case. 
Again, mm-hmm. we have to go with hypotheticals and what our opinion is. I'm not going to judge, you know, or give blame to this guy or not because I, I don't know. I do know that they should take some gun safety classes and figure out how to use a weapon a little bit better than they do, especially the wife. And the guy really wasn't that impressive either. But I do know that, you know, being outside with the gun is inviting trouble. Um, right. You're definitely looking to escalate things and that's not cool. Um, sometimes like in a state where I live, where open carry is a cool thing, stepping out when you have the gun on your belt might be the right situation, depending how things are going. If they're not on your lawn, if they're not coming up your driveway, your best bet is to look like you're not home, (laughs) but monitor uh, the situation. Right. My, my, uh, my, I think the first mistake was owning an expensive, nice looking house in the middle of a shitty, shitty city. You're in an urban area. If you look at the, look at the video, you can tell there, there's no property there. The house takes up the entire, there's no, there's no lawn. There's no shrubs. There's no trees. There's no, you know, uh, quarter mile driveway to get up to the house. They're right there on the street. Yeah. And. And the truth is the first step in protecting your house is making your house kind of invisible. You know, somebody has to make it. So somebody has to work to know that there's a house where there is. Yes. You know, the first thing I would say is put up some fences, put up some shrubs, put up some trees, you know, make, make some, some barriers between the road and your house. That that would be step number one. How cool would it be if, um, if I had to live in a douchebag community, because I chose to live really far, you know what? They're going to be too lazy to come walking by my house because they got to walk up a lot of road to go protest right. and be angry to get to my house. So right there, that was good planning. You know, mm-hmm. I, I chose where I live. Um, when you walk by my house, it's hard to see my house from the road, but you can see it. I, I would have preferred it be back further and and whatever. But, you know, you can't have everything. I wanted, you know, certain things. And, you know, you add up the checklist to get to the perfect property and you get as close as you can with the money you have and your commute to work and how much you can be home. You got to weigh everything and decide what's best for you. But suppose you have to live in douchebag community. Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm a rich swell like that guy, then wrought iron fence across the front that is actually sturdy and secure um, about four foot high with maybe a little spiky on top, you know, just yep. the point yep. decorative stuff would yeah. be ideal. Um, make it, make it, if I yeah, live, make it uncomfortable to try and climb over it, right. that would, that's what I yeah. would say. But that's the thing. So then all of a sudden there's a distinct line where they're not going to have five people in my lawn throwing shit at my house or breaking stuff in one second before I can react. So that gives right. me time to when I need to go out and deal with shit or not. And time, I mean 10 seconds, five seconds. If there's an angry mob walking by your house, you need to be monitoring this situation. Um, And so that kind of thing. But on the flip side, you know, if you live in a regular residential community where the houses are a thousand square foot and have vinyl siding and they're all nice and well-kept yards, Having a four foot high wrought iron fence in the front yard is actually going to make you 
the guy that they want to kind of go after because you just kind of are inviting, hey, I have something to protect. And you're not going for the unassuming. At that point, right. I would be thinking more like the like you said, the proper shrub- shrubbery. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can get and, you some know, you can hide, hide a good fence. Yeah, you can hide a good fence and just plant shrubs right in front of it. You know, mm-hmm. um, something and, like that. Well, there's a lot of shrubs that you're not just moving through easily. You right. know, where you're not just going to run up on somebody. You know, you can funnel people in. Now, having a little gate would be kind of cool, but you can have a decorative gate that actually is pretty secure and mm-hmm. able to stop. And by pretty secure, I mean it's going to take them 20 seconds to get through it. You know, not, I'm not talking right. Once about they decide they want to actually do it, you know? Right. I mean, I don't care if you have a stockade fence around your yard with iron bars somebody who wants to get over it can get over it. You know, I, I think uh, Trump proved that down on the border, right? Where, yep. you know, we can only do so much with a wall, but you can slow people down and buy yourself time. Now, right. fitting in with the neighborhood is good. But you see, I believe like a black wrought iron fence, if they have that gate out front that we keep seeing in the video where it's broken and smashed, which again, that doesn't, I know some of you might actually be arguing with me going, you know, well, the, the wrought iron gate, look, the mob just busted through it. I, I can't really make sense of that because you have video of the gate open with people walking through it and it's all together. And then later there's a picture of the gate all broken. And I'm like, yeah. well, I don't really understand that because how did, did they break it after they broke it after, after the when they all went through? Yeah, that doesn't even add up. Something's funny there. But again, it's all about buying time. And honestly, if you have a four-foot gate, somebody can jump over it long before they can. But you're not having a mob slipping over your four-foot fence without effort. I don't right. care. You know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to not say anything that gets me in a lot of trouble here. So I have to, to reword that in my mind, right? Um, anyway. So you want to fit in with the neighborhood. You want to look like you're normal. Now, if you have the flashy Ferrari out in the driveway, you know, you're just inviting, hey, look at me. You know, this guy's got stuff that we don't have. And look, he probably made it off our backs and this isn't fair. And, and, you know, this isn't just a a black people thing or a white people thing. This is a haves and haves nots kind of argument where, Mm -hmm. you know, you look like the special guy and, and you stand out. You don't want to be that guy. It's okay to have the Ferrari. That's all right. But one, if you can afford the Ferrari, you really need to live somewhere where your house isn't right on the street. But even if you right. do, and you, and you need to have a garage where you can park the Ferrari. Have the Ferrari in the garage. That's what I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. Don't look like. Um, remember, we had talked about in the past the uh, the uh, um, shit. What is uh, embassy buildings about? How they have the big heavy planters out front. Um, mm-hmm to stop vehicles from coming through, you know, and, and that kind of thing. And there'll be concrete. You can do a decorative wall that has, well, I don't think you're worried about somebody ramming your house with a car. If you are, you're in the wrong neighborhood, you know, there's problems, right? But like that. So you want to be able to look like, Hey, there's nothing here. Again, if I live in a neighborhood like that and we're in this world, like we have now, if you have your Trump 2020 or Trump working harder than a, a you know something hungry stripper or whatever it is they sell, I don't know. 
um, uh-huh. you know, working harder than an ugly stripper to, you know, get your vote or whatever. You know, if you have that kind of thing going on, you're inviting trouble. Um, one of the jokes I, I, I saw the other day was somebody went to a, uh, like Antifa kind of rally, you know, as a black lives matter rally or whatever. And he went to all the cars in the parking lot and put Trump stickers over all the uh, stickers that were, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they ended up, the people came back and smashed the cars of their fellow, uh, protesters, you know, cause yeah. they were like, Oh, this guy likes Trump. Oh. <laughs> How come? And, 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 you know, and even if not, it's just your Subaru. Even if they don't break up their own cars, then at least they get pissed off at, you know, oh, this is yeah. ridiculous. So that I found humorous, although somehow vandalism like that is something that'll probably get you arrested. But going and throwing a rock through a big plate glass window at a business and setting it on fire is not something that will get you arrested. Right. So. Yeah. I'm not really sure on that. So don't go to me for legal advice or how you should protest. I'm just saying it might be funny if you put a bunch of pro freedom yeah. stickers on, <laughs> on cars like that. Um, but you know, whatever teach his own, right? The, yeah. uh, the next thing. So you don't want to have things in your yard. Like if you're living in a community like that, the don't tread on me flag, probably a no go. Now let me turn that around though and say you live out in the country and having the pickup truck and the don't tread on me sign to me sounds like a win. Um, yeah, that sounds like, Hey, you know what? I can go fuck with one of these five houses. Cause I'm too lazy to walk further than that. And the one that looks like it has the angry redneck who I'm betting almost 100% owns guns. Now, mind you, if you go to my little stretch of the road here, I would bet you actually I know for certain 100% of the houses has guns, guns that are fired at least once a week. Cause I hear them outside every day, you know, every day you'll hear right. people out shooting. Um, so, you know, that says something different. Now let me turn that around. If you go just like probably 12 miles from my house, when I was looking at properties to buy, some of the houses actually had like KKK flags and things like that in the yard. If you're that guy, there's a good chance they might want to fuck with you because yeah. you are creating hate right out of the gate. You're like, you know what? I hate you guys and I want to mess with you. That is not the right thing. That's And, and I f- kind of feel the same way. Like your pro-Trump sign is – Hey, I hate you because that's how they interpret it. You know, people in these these right. uh, angry mobs. Whether, right? However, you think it, that doesn't matter. It's how they think. And whereas I feel like a don't tread on me. Hey, that guy's a redneck asshole. Probably likes Trump, but it's not throwing it right in their face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. That's my interpretation. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about what you're displaying in your yard. It is. Yeah. It is uh, not a bad idea to have no trespassing signs up. Yep. Now everybody knows. Uh, beware of dog. Um, oh, I like that. A sign that says uh, trespassers will be shot and survivors survivors will be shot again. There you, you know, go. Be as funny as you want, but make it make it people aware that you will kill them if they come into your yard, and people will think twice about it. Um, I, I could actually put up a bigger sign for my cemetery in my yard. No, actually, there's no sign right now, but 
Um, zombie zombie line of defense right there. Maybe I, maybe I put up a sign that says empty plots available. There you go. Okay, you know, you know, uh, alarms and signs, you know, yep, you know, but I always wonder about like what people are displaying. Like, you always see those flags hanging that have like flowers and butterflies and shit people put up. Oh, I like Um, that. I saw the other day I drove past a house, I was with my son, and they had a rainbow flag and they also had a Jolly Roger flag. Yeah, I I said, Isaiah, what, what do you think they're trying to put out there? Is that like a the like the international butt pirate um, <laughs> display. Like, I don't know what you're trying to say there, but you know, what you put up in your yard and how you decorate your yard is how people are going to view your, your yard and yeah. whether or not they think they, they can just walk onto it and whatever, you know, you never know. You're going to go out in your front yard and there's homeless people having an orgy in your front lawn. You know, nobody wants that. You know, you were talking about, you know, why you have a stockade fence around your yard. And, you know, that's it. So that's I can have an orgy with people in the backyard, right? Yeah, but not with homeless people. Oh. You know, only oh. with people I want to see naked. Mm. Okay, because that's why the fence. Because if you didn't that's have right. a fence and you were having orgies. Right. Anybody could just walk in. You anybody know? Could walk in. Okay. Sorry, you're a six. Take your ass on. Nobody wants you back here. <laughs> Eights and above only. Eights and above only? No, that might be a sign, but that says something about you. Right. It says something about you. You now, know, the other thing is, standards. Go ahead. Yeah. The other thing I want to talk about is is just the basics of, of being a hard target and a soft target. Mm. You know, you don't want, uh, you know, I would say, you know, park your vehicles in a garage if you can do that. Yeah. Um, I, I had a friend that walked out to his car one day and... It was a brand new car. Somebody had smashed the, the driver's side window out and cut the cut the airbag out of his car because sure. apparently that's worth $300. So he only had to do $2,000 worth of damage to get that $300 part. But, you know, you're the one that's fucked. So, right. you know, that sort of stuff, um, you know, if you can park your car inside, leave a different time every day, um, Use different vehicles every day if you if you have more than one vehicle. Trade off with the, with the misses. Um, take a different route, uh, t- you know, from work to your house every day. You know, I have I have probably I feel disappointed if I don't get more than more than one death threat a month. Really, you know, I've got a good I've got a good run going here. Yeah, people people want to kill me, and I don't. I'm such a nice guy. I don't know why, but I still get death threats. And so, you know, you got to be conscientious ab- about that sort of thing because somebody that really wants to kill you, they're not going to fucking send you an email or send you a, a message on Facebook saying that they're going to kill you because that's just not how you do it. You just kill someone. If you want to kill someone, you tell yourself them. so you can. Is that what you tell yourself so you can sleep at night when you get all these threats? No, I, I so sleep how you reassure night. yourself. I have a shotgun next to the bed. Yeah, no, okay. come on. Come on. I mean, listen. You want to kill me? Come on. Give it your best. I'm ready. Give me your best shot. But what I'm saying is there's no reason to be dumb about it. When you're leaving work, if you're leaving someplace uh, and you're heading back to your house, check your rearview mirror. You know, see who's behind you. See who's been behind you for more than one one or two turns. Just no. pay attention to what you're doing when you're out and about because that sort of shit can follow you back to your house. You want your house to be your your bunker, your safe haven, you know, someplace that you can defend, someplace that you can be safe 
without having to be looking over your shoulder and at your windows all the time. You know, how about this? How about set up different parts in your yard and walk out the yardage and uh, say, all right, that, that tree is 300 yards from my window. That tree is, you know, a hundred yards from my window. The end of my driveway is, is, you know, a hundred yards from this window and you can mark things out. Then you can be a fucking crack shot from any place. And if you know what distances you have effective range with, say, I only have my handgun at the moment. All right. I need to wait till they get into this zone or this right. zone. I'm just saying that's mm-hmm. maybe Kevin's thought about this a little bit too much, or maybe he's thought about it just enough. <laughs> um, you know, that you guys got to decide. But uh, another thing you want to think about, um, people talk about, you know, knowing the distances or you're still in range. Can you see when somebody comes up to your door? Do you know who's out there? So does that, do you have a peephole? Do you have glass around your door? Do you have windows from the side that give you an angle that you can look? If you don't have any of those things, maybe you need to set up a camera or something so that you can take a quick look when you hear the knock. So you're not stuck either waiting and losing time that you could be preparing or when somebody shows up at your door. You know, knowing what's going on outside makes a big difference in what you're coming out to. So also, if you have a little camera set up here and there, or you have a nice, you know, vantage point that you can view and monitor the situation out front, could really make it a different situation for like the McClowski guy or that kind of thing. You know, and I I mean, it looks like he had options where he could have looked out. And my guess, a guy lives in a house like that in a neighborhood like that. He probably does have cameras, but Mm -hmm. actually we haven't seen any video. So I don't know, but maybe he's a lawyer and it looked like he had a lawyer when I saw him on TV. Maybe uh, you don't give that video away for free. Right. You don't want to just, you know, expose your hand in case something happens. But, you know. That's the kind of thing, though, being aware and also having evidence later isn't always a bad plan either, but it depends on the evidence. You know, you know, if you have to delete that video, if you have to bury the bodies in the back, but, you know, that's up to you. You you want to give yourself as many options as possible. Yes. Now, I know we've talked about um, talked about uh, being careful what you do on social media and, uh, you know, we can, we've done whole shows about that, but just as a, as a quick heads up, if you're going on vacation, don't post on Facebook that you're about to go on vacation. You know, if you have to post your pictures, post them when you get back. Um, you know, don't, don't let everybody know that you're going to be out of town for a week. Don't let anybody know that, you know, don't put, you know, here's another thing that I see that bothers me a little bit and it's fine. I guess if you're not really into this sort of shit, but don't post pictures of your kids on, on social media, you know, that, it's great. Where grandma and grandpa can see the pictures and all that sort of shit. Or set up a well. private account for your, or, you know, what, what yeah. actually a lot of the guys at work, um, they, they somehow have this Facebook group where they share inappropriate shit. But instead of like making a, you know, one, you could do a Facebook group, which is great, but also they have like a group set up in messenger where, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like a little community and, and they kind of share their posts like that. And, you know, so that way your business isn't out there for the world to see, you know, right. if, if you made a Facebook group, that's like, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, douchebag family photos or something, 
you know, and uh, then everybody like you wouldn't have to use that name exactly. That was just a hypothetical. Could, okay, that's just a all right. Gotcha. Yeah. Let, like you could do like the greatest family ever. All right, could go that way. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know family. your family. They're probably douchebags, but I mean, maybe it's. The greatest I was family. probably right with the first yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you know, that's the thing, and then you put all your photos in there. And then you can share your personal business with the ones, whatever. And then you can put your, like, I hate Trump posts or something on your regular feed, you know, on your regular page. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So that way, you know, you can have, Hey, I like to argue with people nonstop 24 seven as one group, you know, as your normal Facebook feed. And then, Oh, I love kittens and my family. Look at here's 37 pictures of my dog licking his butthole on the private group, yeah, you, you know, where you keep your personal, family. right. The people you care about, you know, uh-huh, so uh-huh. whatever. Excellent. I'm just saying that's, you know, I'm yeah. looking out for you. Mm-hmm. So by the way, I just uh, want to decide. I finally came to a decision. Uh-oh. Um, uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm planning this, this election, uh, Kanye, Kanye, 2020. Kanye is real. All right. Yeah. I'm voting for Kanye. Well, West. I was worried about, um, Biden cause, uh, he wants to tax me at 51% is this plan and giving more than half my paycheck to the government to work against me is not, you don't think the government spends your money wisely. You know what? Here's the, here's what I got for you. So I I ordered a uh, SBR stamp, short barrel rifle stamp, not that Uh long ago. And about three months ago, I don't remember. No, actually four months ago. All right. And the the ATF cashed my money. They they took the, the money and uh-huh. they decided to think about it and they thought about it for four months. And then they sent me back a letter saying we're disapproving your request. Now wait for it, because we're too overwhelmed with requests. But they weren't too overwhelmed with, with to checks. catching checks. Yeah, all right. Now, but that's their reason. And and they're like, yeah, you can try again later when we're not overwhelmed. Well, all right, but you're getting paid to do the thing. Like, I assume right, that work, when you charge $200 for the tax stamp, then that means that you're able to hire a guy who can give $200 worth of effort, right, right. In, into solving that problem. And seeing as that you have to type in, uh, FBI background check or whatever. And, and especially since I have other tax stamps in the work and they could just, that same $200 could all be lumped together. Could all be one dude does all of them. One guy could do all three. So You're you're telling me that if you go to a business and you pay them and they don't give you what you paid them for, that would bother you. Yeah. I, I, I just so feel the, like that might be an inappropriate use of my money, and and maybe I wouldn't frequent that business again. Is is you a wouldn't, possibility? You wouldn't shop at that place where they give you nothing but take your money. Yeah, huh, that's strange that the government doesn't work that way. It's Thank almost God. like it's almost like it's full of bureaucrats and inefficient at doing anything. Almost. Yeah, that that sounds right. So it, it turns out, you know, I went through a silencer shop, and and they're a company who actually. Uh, kind of fights these battles for you because they want to make things work out. So they have, I guess like a thousand of these got sent in and a thousand of these got disapproved because they're overwhelmed Mm. is the idea. They got overwhelmed by doing none of it. Yeah. 
you know, it's no. exhausting. So, yeah. Well, that's how it works. All right. Uh, let's talk about a little bit about uh, when shit goes wrong. You're at your house. You're having a good time, hanging out with the kids, and the power goes out. Lights right. out. No lights problem. Out. Generator kicks on, lights back on. And you're the only house with lights in the whole neighborhood. And it's getting dark and it's getting cold and nobody's heat works and nobody has hot water except for you. You've got your lights on, your floodlights in the front yard, you got hot water, you got all your things working for you. So, uh, yeah, I could see how neighbors would be a little pissed. Maybe they'd be interested in uh, getting something hot to eat, some uh, maybe a hot shower. Uh, maybe their kids need to charge up their their iPads, Ooh. whatever the fuck it is. You know, it's only fair that you just let me charge up my shit. You know, I mean, you you have all this electricity. I have nothing. You can at least give me a little bit. It's right? not right for you to have something when I don't. My neighbor came by. This is a this is the first place I learned this lesson. Okay. My neighbors came by, and they just wanted to sit down and and. Watch some TV for a little bit, hang and out, get warm, and enjoy a little civilization. Right? They, I let them in the house, and they both got shit faced drunk on my liquor. My liquor. They didn't even bring their own. Oh. Got shit faced drunk, and he tried to have sex with my wife, and his wife tried to climb in bed with me while I was sleeping. And I was like, "No, man, this. I yes, I brought this upon myself. You did." But you we're not having, we're not swingers. We're not doing any of this shit that you're thinking about doing. None of this is happening. I haven't drank enough of the of my liquor like you have to make me think that this is a good idea. And you know, you 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 give an inch and people take a mile. So just don't give an inch. Don't give them a fucking inch. How long uh, have we been saying it? Don't give them a fucking inch. That that's oh, that's that's I don't know your neighbor. Yeah. The the prepping badass motto is don't give them a fucking inch. Now I don't know we're gonna do neighbors, but right. We're yeah, gonna do everything we can to get you guys all prepared, and we're happy to work together with people who want to work and do their thing. And you should build an alliance with people who, you know, who can help you and do something. But people who and are just the looters, and the looters who just want to fuck mm-hmm. your wife, right. don't do it. Um, you got to realize, and that's the thing, like, you're like, oh, well, I could set up, you know, free water for people. Cause why? So they won't be thirsty for four hours as they, you know, you refill as their canteen your house up. as yeah. they, you know, and then, Hey, those people have what I want. People need to prepare for themselves and we need to encourage other people to prepare for themselves and to take the steps they need to, you know, have a world where we all work together towards something good. But you see what I did there is I said, we all work together. Let me underline that word. Um, If you don't do the work, you don't get shit. That's how it's supposed to work. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the looters deserve nothing. And let's, uh, you know, take the steps we need to, to get where we need to be. And that's the bottom line. So that's, and if you feel like you're going to get thirsty, uh, on your way to fuck up an auto zone, bring your yes. own goddamn water. I shouldn't put out snacks. No, no snacks for them. No, okay. bring your own snacks. Everybody knows that protesting and fucking up auto zones makes makes you hungry. 
Well, also, so, you know, when you're burning down the auto zone, all the smoke and, and, and also this applies to burning down a Wendy's as well. Um, mm-hmm. it, the smoke and stuff, it really dries you out. You know, you'll be feeling yeah. a little parched. So uh-huh. bring the snacks, bring the water and take care of your own shit because you're responsible for you. And as soon as you learn that lesson, the world's going to be a better place. Mm-hmm. So support our sponsors who I don't even know who they are today. Today I say go on our uh, Facebook page and click that link from uh, Black Rifle Coffee and maybe buy some of that, and that way my next shipment will be cheap because I haven't gotten one this month, one of those coupon codes. So if oh. you guys look out for me, I could use another you know, little hit. And yeah. I don't want to run out of coffee is all I'm saying. And I, you know, this is a great time. I would like to say this. Uh, if you're on the pa- Facebook page, I would love to see everybody's garden, garden coming up. If you guys yeah. uh, want to snap some pictures of your garden and your, your vegetables and put them up on the Facebook page, I'd love to see some, uh, some pictures. I'll post me, mine. This me and Kevin, will get ours up there and see what we can do. So with that, stay safe. And we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm.